An independent country superstar in the making joins us on this edition of the Music Universe Podcast. Oh, buddy, this was one of my favorite, favorite uh, interviews that we've done so far on the whole podcast. Truly. Yes, and we've had quite a... Yeah, we've had quite a few, but uh, this... Nice guy. His name's J.D. Shelburne, and uh, he grew up on a tobacco farm in Taylorsville, Kentucky. He's living in Nashville now. He's been there for the last decade. He, I mean, he's got the makings of a superstar by just his work ethic that he spoke to us about. It's just insane. He's such a hard worker. He, we, you know, we start off the interviews by saying, what are you doing during this downtime, et cetera, et cetera. But it really led into a conversation about how he handles his business end of being an independent artist and financing his own records and the whole deal. And he was really open with us. And that's what I like. I don't care if you're a superstar or if you're a newcomer or if you're somewhere in between like JD, like JD with a strong fan base, but no label support. If you come on and you're open with us, it's going to be a great interview. And, and this is just one of those. Oh, yeah. He, Absolutely. Yeah, he was super cool. Um, he, <laughs> he, he had the time off a little bit, but we just kind of laughed at that. That happens on occasion, even with us, uh, you know, at different time zones and then everybody's quarantined so you're trying to remember what day it is let alone what time it is so um, we had a lot of fun with him and uh, we just want to play the interview and uh, hope that uh, you enjoy it as well J.D. Shelburne, welcome to the Music Universe podcast and congrats on landing the cover of a magazine in your home state, Kentucky Living Magazine how does that feel? Man, it's been overwhelming you know, I moved to Nashville about 11 years ago so i've been constantly grinding for a decade and, and to finally get some notoriety you know statewide with my state you know i'm on the tourism guide cover as well as well as, as the kentucky living magazine so that's over between the both of them between the two of them it's actually over a million subscribers that you know they're able to, to see this and so it's been overwhelming it's really been a great platform to help get gigs but with this whole covid thing going on everything's kind of on hold so it's kind of like you know what's next but you know we've we've been doing well on the promo side and uh, it's been great to get some coverage back home in Kentucky. Yeah, that's awesome when you can get that hometown coverage as well. But um, we always like to uh, ask our uh, interviewees how they're coping with COVID-19 and the quarantine and what you're doing to uh, try not to go stir crazy. It, it's been a it, it's been a change for me. You know, I'm, I'm an artist that plays over 200 concerts a year. We're constantly on the road touring every weekend almost. Um and so, the, you know, the last the last seven years of my career, I played over 180 shows to 220 every single year. So this has been a weird change for me. I've been home in March and April, which is very rare. I can actually work outside and mow my yard, you know. And uh, you know, one thing that I'm, you know, that I've been able to, to transition is doing these Facebook lives on my website every night. So I'm able to reach fans from my from my home office studio, you know. And that's been kind of a neat transition to really reach a lot of new people. And so every night that I do these concerts, I'm able to reach a new platform of fans. And, you know, most of the same fans come back every night. So that's been kind of neat. You know, I don't have to leave the house. I don't have to spend any money, drive, drive to the shows. And you know, at the end of the, when this is all said and done, hopefully it'll, it, at the end of the day, it'll actually help build my fan base. So I'm kind of just taking, taking it day by day. And um, the, the worst part of everything is I've lost 27 shows so far. Mm. And so that, that's kind of hurt. That's kind of hurt, you know, from an artist standpoint, you know, how you make your living and, you know, a band to pay and stuff. So I'm, but I'm hoping that there's light at the end of the tunnel over this and, you know, it doesn't last all summer. Are you going to try to reschedule those shows? Well, you know, I would, I would actually 
kind of hope that happens, but it's not very promising right now. Most of the festivals that I've, that I've worked hard on getting or headlining, actually they're just canceling the whole show. They're not even going to reschedule it. You know, it's, it's these festivals that are doing, you know, one-time festivals in their whole year. That's their big festival, you know, uh, for, their, for, their, for, their, for the state or for the county. So they're just going to push it back to 2021 now. And so that's kind of what I'm running into. A lot of these bar gigs that I'm playing are going to reschedule uh, farther in the fall. But at the same time, the festival gigs were, were, you know, big paying shows and, you know, great promo in new cities we've never played. And so we worked really hard, you know, the last six months on building our promo and, and getting things connected and, you know, selling our brand. And, and now we're having to cancel. And it's it's been it's been disheartening. But at the same time, my wife and I are safe at home and, um, we're just kind of living it day by day, day by day, and hoping something happens. It's Yeah, that that makes sense. And it's a shame CMA Fest was canceled, and that's kind of the the marker. They're not going to push that back. So it makes sense that these festivals, because there's only a finite amount of time, especially if you live somewhere in the north. It's only warm for a couple of weeks, really, anymore out of the year. So um, makes sense. What are your plans? Are you going to get creative to try to make up for those lost dates? Now that those dates themselves are open, what are you looking to do? How are you looking to supplement to make up for it? Well, you know, um, income-wise, you know, I have been doing Facebook Lives like once. I've been doing Facebook Lives every night, but Mm -hmm. I actually have been asking for tips and donations like once a week and once every two weeks from my fans. And that's helped a little bit, but I've, I've you know, I had a really big year last year. So I, I was able to save a lot of money, thankfully. And, you know, that helps us kind of get by because, you know, music's how we survive or how I survive on the road. And, you know, I pay my crew and my PR firm and, and with no dates coming in, it's kind of, you really don't know what to do to, to kind of keep it going. But, you know, I do have a new record coming out. And um, each year that I put a record out, which is every two years, it comes out August the 8th, um, we, I go back to my, my hometown in Kentucky and throw a free concert. And to put that concert on, I raise sponsorship money. And so I've been able to, uh, you know, raise quite a bit of money on my hometown show. So I'm hoping that, you know, the hometown, I've got, a, I've kind of got a weird feeling that I guarantee you the first time we're able to get out of our house and throw a concert is probably in August. That's kind of what I'm, I I don't really want to say, but I feel like from what I've read online. So maybe my hometown show will be the first kickoff, you know, so people can actually, can actually get out of the house and, and kind of get back back together. But, you know, I've been raising a lot of money for sponsorships on that. So hopefully that'll all supplement out. And, uh, you know, I have a big fall. I mean, a lot, so I've, I've had a few shows that have, that have rescheduled to the fall. But, I mean, like I said, I'm from, you know, Nashville. I live in Nashville. So up to about October 10th is about when the warm weather stops. And yeah. so anything past October 10th, you're taking a gamble on cold weather and rain. And so a lot of these festivals, you know, I only have so many dates that I can supplement that I can reschedule dates to. So I'm kind of taking whatever first come first serve, I'll lock down. But at the same time, you know, uh, you know, I'm just getting creative with, with doing Facebook lives and, and just kind of going there. My main concern is not really the, the funds. It's more just keeping the fans interested and, and keeping them, you know, you know, up to date on what I'm doing, my record and, and that kind of thing. So, so you mentioned the uh, the new record. You release one every two years on the same date. Can you tell yeah. us the significance of that? I don't really, I don't really release it on the same date. I, I do one every two years. Uh, usually, and I'll usually release them in July or August. And uh, you know, basically, that I do it every two years. It's, it gives me about a two year promo of the song. I can usually put out three singles, get videos out, and I tour so much it allows me to 
to really build up the next the next CD. And I think if I do one every year, it's just a little too much stress because you're trying to find good songs and write songs. And by the time year one ends, honestly, my records are just starting to get hot by the time I tour for one year. And so my last record I put out in 2018, it got us two features on CMT. We had a single that went to 29. And I, I built a, a huge network of fans. And I've been able to play a ton of shows. And so every two years really gives me enough time to like to really make the fans you know eager for new music but at the same time it gives me an, a, a, a two years to play in you know great songs and and that kind of thing and, and build money to because it cost me a it cost me several thousand bucks to put an album out and uh and so it gives me time to plan that and, and that so but it works and this year we pushed it back to august 8th and uh we did that because uh you know my summer was just so slam-packed another month or two to work on the record and polish it up and get the pictures done. So August 8th, uh, it, you know, it'll be here before we know it. So you finance your releases yourself? All myself. I do every bit of it myself. Yep. That's awesome. And, you know, I've interviewed you before on my other show, and I don't even think I knew that then. And uh, that just makes me admire you more. And the question I have there is, you know, a lot of artists, their goal is to get a record deal to go to one of the big companies. Are you content to keep doing it yourself, or is the goal to have a record deal? Or have you had one in the past and it just didn't work, and this is the better format for you? Well, I tell you, um, back to you mentioned about doing it all myself. I tell you, one of my most proudest, one of my most proudest accomplishments that I've done as an artist is and back in 2018, I went back home to do a to do a concert. I live in a little small town outside of Louisville. It's got like mm-hmm. two stoplights. I mean, really small, quaint town and great, great folks. And I went back home and about 8,000 people showed up to my hometown show. And I actually, the merchandise I sold that night paid my whole entire record off. Wow. I mean, I sold that many albums. I sold that many albums and t-shirts and hats and it paid my entire record off. That is awesome. And you're talking 20 grand. Uh, you're talking 20 grand. And, you know, I got, I, I got amazing fans, you know, and, uh, and this year, um, it's just, I feel like every two years I put out an album, I just, it just continues to build, you know, and, um, I've just done it all myself, but I tell you, you know, at the end of the day, I would love to have a record deal. Don't get me wrong. Um, I feel like if I had a deal, I could, I could get some of the, the bigger media a lot easier, like today's show, mm-hmm. like, like playing the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, some of this, you know, Fox News, some of the stuff that's, that's nationwide uh, and one click of a button. And that's one of the things mm. is that one of the things that I, it, it, is an art, independent artist is trying to get on its own. Some of the, you come to roadblocks sometimes you just can't get around. And, but, it's, but in the meantime, I, I'm, I'm making a great living and I'm meeting fans. I'm putting out new music every two years. And so hopefully this new producer uh, that I've um, I, I brought in this year on my new record that's coming out, uh, he's kind of hinted to me, he's going to get me some great meetings. And so, you know, everybody he's worked with has usually got a deal. So I'm hoping that fingers crossed that, you know, maybe one of these days I'll get a deal. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't turn down. And that at the end of the day, that would, uh, that would be a main goal. Can you reveal the producer? Uh, Phil O'Donnell. Phil O'Donnell's produced my album. He's, uh, he's written uh, a bunch of number one hits. He's produced, uh, you know, Blake Shelton, lots of, lots of big artists. And so he's, uh, he works with, uh, with Warner Brothers and Sony and, so he's uh, he's been a, a nice little uh, iron in the fire for me, uh, producing and and uh, he's definitely a great guy to know that knows the industry well. And I feel like he's believed in me since day one. 
and uh, we'll see what happens, man. I'm, I'm really uh, excited what the future holds. Well, all it takes is one person, one person to believe in you that can just skyrocket your career. And, you know, if you're making a great living, a living for yourself now, uh, you know, it's just exciting to think about what the future holds because you're stable. So it can only get exactly bigger from there. Exactly right. You know, be, being stable in the industry is, is such a relief. I mean, I moved to town with hardly, you know, not, not much money. I just moved down here and got a day job and, and made ends meet. And then I just, I just stayed, I just stayed active and just honed my craft and took gigs and played gigs and drove my truck miles to get a gig. And, you know, I'm just so grateful I stuck with it, you know. Um, so now that, you know, I've been in the music business 10 years doing it all. So all people that I, that, I do, that I do podcasts for or even do news interviews think I already have a deal. And, it, it, and it's <laughs> actually very it, – it, it, it blows my mind that people think that, but that's just the way I run my business. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so glad that I saved money along the way. And, you know, my wife and I are cushioned to, you know, for the, if this were to happen, if, if we were to shut down our touring gates till December, we'd be fine. You know, and that's, that's what I'm, I'm thankful for uh, that, you know, that, you know, we didn't just blow money when it came in from gigs. And so when you, when you play over 200 shows a year, you know, you can, you know, sometimes you can, you can blow money. And thankfully uh, I, we haven't, and uh, we're, we're able to be okay. Now. It, it's, I'm most, frustrated that i've worked so hard building my schedule this year because of this tourism guide i'm on the cover of and um a, a couple other things that we got in the works and, and now the gigs are, are kind of falling off the mat <laughs> so yeah who knows what's going to happen yeah and they've uh actually a lot of organizations have uh put together relief funds for the crew uh, musicians, just everybody. But, you know, it, you can't do it without the crew. You can't do it without the band. And that's really cool to see that these organizations and artists are coming together to support everybody. It's not just about the person you see on stage and the band behind them. It's about everybody that puts that together. So that that's really cool that they're they're working with that stuff, too, um, because you've also raised uh, a lot of money for charities as well. Not, not those charities, but, you know, St. Jude's and Blessings and a Backpack and Susan G. Komen. So how important, uh, especially in a time like this, is charity? Oh, I mean, huge, man. I mean, that's how I really – started my brand of, of being an artist where, you know, but when I first got started playing music, I just started playing different charity concerts and for St. Jude and um, Susan Coleman. I did all sorts of charities for kids back home that aren't really on the national scale. And that's how I built my name was, was playing these concerts to raise money for people. And anytime someone needed, needed help to raise money, they would usually call me. This is before I moved to Nashville. So I really, I learned what charity work was when really I didn't know much about the music business. But now that you know, now that I'm, uh, we're dealing with this COVID outbreak. Um, you can bet that once this is all over, that I'll, I'll look into Music Cares and, and help donate to those kind of funds. Now that artists like myself and my band and people like that can, you know, really use the help if, if it were needed, especially my band. And so, um, you know, I'll definitely this this has kind of opened my eyes on other charities, and especially with musicians. And, um, you know, there's so many of my friends are out of work right now that have nothing coming in. They're, they're all driving for Uber and Lyft, mm. you know, and that's all they're doing to survive. And so, you know, uh, this is this has opened my eyes on other other charities. But, you know, what, one of my most recent uh, things that just happened, we had a charity back in Louisville, Kentucky called Blessings in a Backpack. And uh, I was selected to be one of six celebrities to uh, to, to come in and, and sing a karaoke song behind the screen. And basically they would do this video 
and um, the public on Facebook would have to try to guess who was singing behind the screen. Hmm. And so they would guess that, and then at the end of the contest, they ran a um, they ran a contest for whoever had the most votes uh, got a thousand bucks to their charity of choice. And so I won that and blessings in a backpack got a thousand dollar check last week. So in the the midst of a lot of negativity right now, in the midst of a lot of negativity right now, I'm able to, you know, give back a little bit of money when needed. And and that was cool that my fans helped make that happen. Oh, absolutely. It's always got to feel great to give back, especially when, when you're in the position to be able to do that. For sure. Well, you know, and it's just a testament to your quality as an artist and as a human being that your music is speaking to people, that your performances are speaking to people. And I have to say thank you for being open to talking with us today about the business side, because we've talked a lot to a lot of people who say, yeah, I'm sitting at home and I'm writing and it's okay. I'm, I'm doing fine, you know, no gigs and whatever. But to hear you break it down like this and to be somebody who's been doing it yourself uh, to speak as candidly as you did, I I appreciate that. Thank you so much for talking this side of it. I appreciate you guys calling me. I'm sorry that I, I signed on out late. I, I was I'm in the wrong time zone, I guess. But uh, <laughs> no worries. It's good. To, it, it's good it, Not late at all. <laughs> it's it's good to uh, to to be able to sit, chat with you guys and, and you know, for our stories to be heard. Uh, you know, over this whole crisis, and I, I sure hope that there's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, and and we don't lose the entire summer. But the more and more I read, the more and more it's it's kind of fallen that way, but uh, one can only hope. We'll see what happens. But I do feel like uh, that uh, that once this is all said and done, I feel like live music and festivals will be booming more than they probably ever have. Yeah, yeah. I I saw a Facebook post. He's he's a bass player out in Vegas that I'm friends with. He said he said you know it feels desolate right now, but I guarantee you you won't be able to get a, re- a reservation at a restaurant concerts will be sold out quicker than they've ever been people are getting restless uh we're already planning um, my partner and i are already planning where we're gonna go immediately when this is over just where do you want to go anywhere exactly i am in this, i'm in the same boat and we have friends in florida right now that we text and it's like hey is, is, are the beaches open is they even crazy to even ask and they're like actually they're closed it's hard to believe that you can actually close a beach you know, and it's just like when those when those open, I mean, you'll never be able to get on the beach anymore for, for at least four or five months. And so, you know, it's uh, it's just it's wild right now. But, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, I don't really know anybody that's been in that, that has a coronavirus. I don't really know anybody mm-hmm. personally, that, any of my family, any of my close friends. And so everyone's pretty safe, you know, and uh, trying to stay, keep our distancing and staying inside. So I look on the bright side of things. I am losing gigs and losing revenue. But at the end of the day, my family is all healthy, and I'm thankful for that over over gigs and revenue any day. You know, because you don't have any of that without the health. Exactly. So awesome. Well, uh, JD, we appreciate you uh, spending that time with us, and I'd love to have you back on, especially when you got a new album coming out and when the tour dates kick back off, and uh, you can, uh, you know, always feel free to uh, come back on anytime. Absolutely. And if you come up New York way, I'll make sure that uh, I come and see you and say hello. All right. Be great. You know, some of the best interviews are when you could ask one question and it just continues. And we I know we come up with some ideas as we sit down to uh, brainstorm and Mm -hmm. uh, talk with them. And sometimes those questions we don't even ask because we couldn't either find a place to ask it. Or maybe the interview would just hop around too much to make sense. Um, or they get to it. Or they get or to they, it in the answer to on. one question. 
Yeah, yeah, so he was very thorough and I appreciate JD coming on. Uh, hopefully in the future we'll have him again. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, check out his music. He's got a huge following on social media. Absolutely, he does. All right. Well, for uh, this edition of the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm um, Buddy. Keep on listening and check out themusicuniverse.com. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh.